Welcome back to We Are Live. Chris Stedman in St. Louis, joined by Chris Gardner. He's the producer. We'll be joined by Travis Rowe momentarily in Brooklyn, New York. This hour, we've got some dogs on film brought to you by Hillside Animal Hospital. No Dr. Ed today. He's got a busy schedule. And uh, we're just going to have to play it uh, mano in mano. So we'll get to that in just a moment. I do want to tell you guys, uh, Tommy Bannister is a realtor here in town. He supports our show, so be sure to support him when it's time to buy or sell your home. Just reach out to Tommy Bannister. You can DM me. You can find him online. Very easy to find. We post about him. He helps his clients. He's from St. Louis. Buying or selling a home in the St. Louis area, be sure to use our guy, Tommy Bannister, today. That's Tommy Bannister with Circa Properties. Travis, uh, great Can hour. I make a confession? Please. Can I make a, I want to make a confession because I know you want to recap, uh, but before you do, um, we, of course, spend so much time on radio and often when you're feeling three hours of radio, you talk about uh, whatever you can. And obviously we spend a lot of time talking about local sports and the St. Louis Cardinals and the St. Louis Blues. Uh, but I have a confession that I kind of, it kind of just hit me recently. And I have not watched a, an entire Cardinal game this entire season. Hmm. Not one. Like I have, and here's the thing is I haven't sat down. I don't think I've seen more than four consecutive innings of baseball of any team this season. What does that say either about me or how far we have come from the type of content we used to discuss on the radio? That could have something to do with it. Um, could but be at the both. same time, you could be busier. Uh, I find that uh, it's still fun to watch and everything, but I don't know. going to be watched again. I mean, I, I went um, and watched a full game live <laughs> uh, in June uh, on TV. I have not seen a full game at all, and I don't know how long. Gardner, how about you this season? Because uh, generally you used to be, of course, at the, at the press box at Bush Stadium at the ballpark, but then mm. they decided to be asshats. But nope. aside from that, the fact that how many games have you watched, though, since? Full games? Yeah. Probably eight. Oh, that's wow. That's a lot. I don't think that's a lot. That's a lot less than I normally would. So um, where are we in the season? What are we about? 90 games in? Almost 100 games in? It just hasn't grabbed me this year. And I, I wouldn't even say the Blues impacted me that much. I think that's of, what it is, too. I think I, that is, too. Because I think... I think, and I've seen it a lot on Twitter recently, and I wish fans wouldn't do this to themselves. Enjoy this offseason. Enjoy the Blues winning the Stanley Cup. Like, don't stress out about the Cardinals not doing well. Look, we knew going into the season that this team was going to be in. Eh. So it doesn't necessarily come as a surprise. The Cardinals weren't favorites going into this year. So, yeah, I feel like fans should just sit back and just be like, eh. It's the summer. It's baseball. Let's just enjoy it. And the division's weird, too, to where they're only, I mean, they're in a wild card, nicely positioned for a wild card. And they're not far off at, at the top of the division either. That's just because of how it's gone this year in this particular race. But it just hasn't grabbed me as much. I haven't been down there, obviously. Um, I've only been down to the ballpark once this year, and that was for a charity event. I haven't gone Same. to watch any games. Um, just there's other things in life to do as well. And plus, 
if you've been watching all season long, Travis, if you would have done that, I mean, you would have aged quickly watching the things that have gone on with this team. I mean, you would have just ended up. Oh, God. Oh, God. You know what? Now that's where I remember you from. You told me you could sell me some fire seats three blocks away from the stadium. (laughs) That's what it was. Okay. I got these seats in Kena Plaza, dog. Got these seats at Kena Plaza. Mm -hmm. Want this? What? I hear, hey, man, from across the street. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) With a smoky voice. Hey, man. You need tickets? No, I'm good. I'm just smoking. All right. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't, like, I think I'm going through this transition of fandom with just all my my sports teams. And I don't know whether it's obviously being busier or just getting older or, like, to Gardner's point, just not finding it incredibly interesting. Um, It's just odd. I never thought I would be at a point, especially with the St. Louis Cardinals, who I still love very, very much. And even with being in Brooklyn, I still, follow scores and, and peek at the standings from time to time. Yeah. Um, I think it's just so weird to be at a point where um, it's just not a massive priority for me right now for this Cardinal team, mainly because, and like I said, we've been on the radio the last three and a half years. We can all speak to this. We've said the same thing about this organization for the last 70 so odd months. That It's repetitive. I mean, outside of, uh, yeah, it's very repetitive. You, you look at the Goldschmidt signing and, you know, I still think there's a lot of baseball left before we determine that this has been a lost season for him. But Cardinals I, I will, I will say, you know, but, <laughs> but, really but it's weird. funny. But no, it's but no, it's very interesting that we're at the point where um, with this Cardinal team, I think folks are legitimately fed up and they're just apathetic towards them. And I think that's good because I think that's the only way this team gets better in the future is when fans maybe feel like me. Just say, you know what? I'm not even mad at the Cardinals. I just don't care. And when you don't care, I don't want to watch, and I don't want to go to the ballpark. I hope more fans start doing that because, again, we all anticipate it going into the season that it could look like what it's looking like right now. Yeah, and the, the thing with them is that it's just the consistency isn't there and hasn't been there now for a number of years because you can mm-hmm. see what they can be at their best. You saw that in the first month of the season. Mm-hmm. And even with the starting rotation with – the role they've been on lately, you can see what they can be. But what's sustainable and what isn't is always the question. And, and that's how the elite players and elite teams separate themselves is they're able to sustain that excellence where inconsistency has creeped in over the last over the last several years with this, this club, this organization. I think I am, though, going to either get out to City Field or Yankee Stadium at some point here in the next handful of days. I wanted to go tonight uh, because they're taking on the, the Rays and Tommy Pham's in the building, uh, and they literally have tickets uh, for $8 for the game tonight, uh, but I have to go to another event. And, but I think quite, I am going to make my way out to the ballpark at some point. Quite honestly, for me, yeah, I think part of it, has impacted me in that that I'm not down at the ballpark. Um, yeah. And so I'm just kind of like, well, screw you. Fuck it. I don't care. And and that's fine because the, there's more things to do. I, I was, yes. I, quite frankly, career-wise, I had gotten bored with sports. Mm-hmm. Like just, I'm like, you know, there's this is the same shit every day. I'm it's the same shit. I agree yeah. with you, Gardner. It's but, the same you know, politics the same is the same way. Points. It's the same shit every day with that. And so that's why I've chosen, for me personally, like I like to just get out and do things more than just sit around and watch a game. And, I li- and I, I'd like to say I was ahead of the curve on this. But 
I just would prefer to do that these days. Then Chris, you just had got to be more to life than sitting around watching a ball game and a bad back and bad ankle. Chris, Chris is right because I'm where Chris is a year ago, but the reason Chris was who he was was because, yeah, my friend, you were busted ankle, busted back, uh, and you go to bed at eight forty-five. So it's kind of hard to be a baseball fan when you have those ailments going on. You would be in bed by nine fifteen. You would be in bed by the sixth inning. Yeah, yeah, and scream that if I wasn't. <laughs> what time? Like, what's the, what's what's your? Where are you sleeping? Where, what, what's the sleep like now? Are you still in bed by ten? No, I actually feel a lot better. Uh, I get tired uh, no somewhat sugar. early, but I no okay, Mister. Uh, but Jesus. no, now you know what has Chris feeling better is no <clears throat> sugar and organic growth. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Thank you. If nice. I get six hours of sleep now, it's like a true. It's like good. It's like oh man, I feel great. Whereas before, if I would have slept for six hours, I would have woke up a bunch, been mad, felt like shit. So yeah, if I feel I wasn't, a lot better. If I wasn't as tired as I was last night, and I had I had an option to watch the ball game, I could have laid in bed and watched the ball game. But I wasn't going to even mm-hmm. like I wasn't going to watch it. I was either going to fall asleep, which I did watching Bob's Burgers, or I was going to invest in watching the Apollo Eleven thing that CNN did. So that that's what I how I was going to spend my evening as I wandered into sleep, but it, like the ball game, I could have watched it, but I was like, yeah, I'd rather you know, watch some space stuff. I, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad the Cardinals and of course for a long time the Blues. Like sometimes I think like there's a good thing when teams are having um, slow runs or they're off to slow starts or they're not having great seasons because to your point, Gardner. It forces you to turn on the lights and go outside and breathe fresh air and realize, oh, yeah, there are other things besides worrying about who's going to be the three-hitter and the Cardinals' mediocre lineup. Like, I think there is a beauty in the Cardinals struggling and that I feel like, and again, this is from afar, but just judging through what I see on social media, it just feels like everyone's like, I'm going to enjoy this blue Stanley Cup. I'm not going to. I like I'm tired of worrying about this Cardinal team. I'm going to take my family to the zoo. I'm going mm-hmm. to like it feels like everyone's like they're at the point where to your point Gardner they're just like let's explore other things outside of the birds on the bat. Yeah, and that's fine. I mean, I would I would hope you would if you if you have the ability to do so, I would hope you would. Others see it as I an escape from their everyday life, so true. they treat it differently. Um Very true. Very my, true. My perspective has been different over the last 13 years so it, it's not the same and sometimes you just get a little burnt out with stuff and the cardinals have definitely done that to me that'll do it now i'll still pay attention to what mo has to say just in case oh yeah they're right. still interesting yeah. and, and believe you that's me, that's what they, i find interesting they go and in, in here it's a long season and that's a, something you have to remind yourself too True. It, this isn't saying that we don't get to root for them if they find their way to the playoffs which is extremely possible with the way their uh, their division works out and everything like that. So That's true. Thank you, Mo. It's just one of those things that you do. Maybe you've got a few more things going on. Maybe it's a mix of the frustration with the organization. Maybe it's just getting older. I don't know, but whatever it is, I, I think, think it's, it's yeah. I don't know if that's fair. And I think it's the minutia. I think, well, and I, and I felt this way when we were doing radio, and like I said, we would touch on certain local sports topics, obviously, but it would be very difficult to go for us to go into in depth 
because the minutia was just so redundant. It was so unnecessary. Like there are just well, certain things to... sometimes I think you can only talk about so much when it comes to baseball. You can only talk about so much when it comes to Cardinals baseball. And I think the minutia, if anything, drives us more mad than anything else. Well, that's a, you weren't entertained point. by that. That's that doesn't right, right, and right, it exactly. I don't care about the fine. backup second. And and I but I think at this point, especially this season with this St. Louis Cardinal team, is that you do have a Blues Stanley Cup, and so I think. Even for Mo, I think Mo probably has to write a check to Doug Army and and to uh, Stillman and company because I, I think I think Mo is going to survive the season, and it won't be because maybe the Cardinals make the playoffs or because they're going to surpass another three point three million in attendance. It's probably going to be because the fans aren't going to be as angry as they probably would have been if the Blues did not win the Stanley Cup. Extrapolating okay that is up to you. Like, I, I feel like Mo is going to be saved by a Stanley Cup. I think any I other know. season, Moe's on the hot seat. Do you think it wears off? I think it, it wears could, off. Look, but we're, we're, to, we're, to Chris's we're, point, there's a lot of baseball left, and this team can absolutely go south in a hurry. Yeah, my thing is, like, that Stanley Cup shine wears off in a couple months if things are struggling. Like it's it's just tough. If they it's lose, if they now. lose eight in a row, and it's uh, and they're officially out of it by early, what is it? Early September. If they're officially out of it already, you'll see some mm-hmm. nastiness. I think so. Especially yeah. if they don't make it. If the Cardinals, yeah, well, that's a good point. I agree with you there, Chris. I think if the, yeah, if the Cardinals are out of it in early September, oh yeah, oh yeah. I think yeah, maybe maybe on to something there. If if it's around that, then. Then it'll get very frustrating because you're going to hear. Because remember, it was, was it August 25th or something like that when they were 11 games out in yep. 2011, mm-hmm. and uh, you're going to hear some of that, and that'll be very frustrating to when they go back to that trope. Oh, for sure, and if, it's not if that it's not fair. The team's good. That's and that's what's going to happen. Yeah, the team's going to win three in a row. The Cubs are going to get swept one weekend, and then all of a sudden the Cardinals are two and a half, three out, and everyone's like, "They have a shot at this thing." You fools! And Mo's saved once again. Hope. You 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 bid on the bait of hope. Yeah. Don't do it. As always. Don't have. Before to... we get to uh, before we get to dogs on film and Chris' odd domination of this game since been I moved weird. to Brooklyn. Yeah. It's been weird how you just dominated this thing. Um, did you guys see the video of the airplane passenger just being totally? Why didn't I use this for my great American race? Damn I it! About this would that. have been much more. Compelling. Actually, I was I was gonna stop you. I actually had thought, had this thought, but I did not want to involve myself because it is not my duty. That's fair. I can. You wanted to implement socialism argument. into our uh, into our our segment. Do I look like a socialist? <laughs> that old man picture of yours, dude. <laughs> I at least endorse. No, the, but he, I but at he, least endorse the Nordic yeah, model. The old, <laughs> the old man socialist who made a ton of money and then now can afford exactly. to say. So now he can okay. be a yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Oh, this this gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> Was liberal for sixty years. Yeah. Wins the lottery at sixty-one, and all of a sudden he's got libertarian views. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Just leave me alone now. <laughs> Religion is the opiate of the people. The Karl Marx books does this guy have? Right. Yeah. All of a sudden, he starts getting real, uh, real like you know, just leave everybody alone. Okay. And <laughs> yeah, we have some breaking news, boys and girls. Some oh, important no. breaking news. So, are we going to show the video or not? 
Yeah, let's show the video and then we'll come to the breaking news. Okay. But I, I was I almost interjected and said just show this instead, Travis. This will help your cause. Uh right here. Look at this. This is so oh, no. ooh, I'm so angry. Oh, I'm so no. fucking angry. This angers <laughs> no. me. This angers no. me on every level. Now now is she disabled? Her her hands don't work? What's happening here? Man, this pisses me off. It does so not much. seem this that way. So, if you're listening, there's at a home, couple things. She's in business class. There's a, a screen. There's Michael Scott's flat screen uh, on the wall, and she's <laughs> it's a touch screen, and she's scrolling through DV or uh, movie titles with her toes. Which, as someone who can pick things up with their feet, this is an atrocity, and it makes us all look bad. This, first of all, uh, this is well done because we don't see the woman's face, so she's not going to get doxxed. She's not going to lose her job, but she probably does have seen this video, and she's probably, hopefully, embarrassed to death because she should be. Because, one, why do you have your shoes and socks off on an airplane? Hmm. Like, okay, maybe shoes, and I'm still very icky on that. But you definitely need to have some socks on. And secondly, it is a touch screen. So, yes, right now it's very convenient for you to, for whatever reason, to use your feet. But you do realize other passengers at some point are going to use that monitor and they have no clue where your feet has been. Mm. So why would you think that's okay? So why person, in God's name do you think this is okay? They, there's no way they feel bad about this. This, this, this level of narcissism and uh, lack of care for others, there's no remorse, sir. This is a sociopath. This is a nutcase. This is a this, sociopath. This no, is a nutbag. I agree. This, yeah, they they have no. There's no. They they have no responsibility taken for this at all. This is. I don't know why this angers me so, but it just does. It's and it's to the point of, it's already like, it's business class. Um, you probably didn't even pay for the damn ticket. Like it looks like you have ton of leg room, and if you want to kick up baby girl, those, do those you? Legs. But help me understand why in the hell you got to take off your socks and put your dingy, musty, crusty ass toe and feet on a monitor. Who raised you, you mother? Mm, this angers me. Mm. I don't know why this is so viscerally reacting. I don't know why this does. It just feel just like, come on, man. Like, like where is the <laughs> have we have we just lost all humanity? Like, I get um, shit sucks, and shit sucks, but can we at least go on an airplane and act like we've got some damn sense? See, this is the, this is the opposite, Travis. This person has it too good. This person, they're yeah, bored. That's true. They're so bored, they're trying to train themselves to use their feet as a, as a prehensile. I mean, that is full extended legs there, you can see. Full extended legs, man. Wait, 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 wait. wait. And is, that, is, is it that a woman or a man? That's a man. Is that a man? No, it is. You see the side of his head with the glasses? Because it looks like it's curly hair, yeah, but it's man. actually the edge of oh. the other TV. That's a man. Now I'm ten times angrier. Why are you more angry at a man? Oh, I'm more angry, too. I yeah. I don't know, because it just is. <laughs> I don't, I don't I'm, know. I'm more angry. I can't explain why I'm so viscerally reacted to this video. I just... Because I, there was a video that came out a couple of days ago, Naomi Campbell, the, the great supermodel, um, she was getting on uh, a Virgin Islands airline, and you know they have, in first class, you have like individual seating that looks like a small cabin, and when she gets on board, she puts on these latex gloves, and she basically takes out a bunch of wipes, mm -hmm. uh, antibiotic wipes, and goes to town. Like, she thoroughly cleans it. Like, it's like almost a 10-minute regimen when she gets on an airplane. 
that she cleans the seats, she cleans the monitor, she cleans the armrests and the drinks and everyone before this video happened were thinking to themselves like, man, that seems very intense OCD. Um, and then you see this and you go, oh, never mind. I get it. I get why you would want to because you have idiots across the country and across the globe that would do something this ugh, angry. I was more uh, and forgiving quick, it when I thought that was a female as well. I, I don't know why. Yeah, me too. I don't know why I'm more angry now that a man is, that we discovered that it's a man. Uh, Chris's friend, we did have some breaking news. Chris's friend and hero, a person that he looked up to for many, many decades, uh, the drug lord, Joaquin El Chapo Guzman, has been sentenced to life in prison plus 30 years and must pay <clears throat> $12.6 billion in forfeiture. Well, so that'll knock out 10% of his wealth? Oh, no. Right. Who does that money go to? Yeah. Let me tell forfeiture. you something. If he's late on his payments, so you, some you, ain't, you ain't going to collect that. Yet. No, you ain't going to collect that. If El Chapo's late on his restitution, you're going to go You're gonna go visit him and be like, hey, where's my money, El Chapo? I'm just trying no, to make sure you're Trump's sit- not going, okay, we can build a wall now. That's all I'm trying to figure out here. Ah, uh, shit. I need to know where he the money is. goes. Damn it. Mexico did He's gonna pay try for to the fig- wall. Mexico Here's did pay happen. for the wall. Bob Barr is going to figure out a way to use that money and then give it to... They're going to figure out a way. Bob Barr is going to absolutely do it. I, damn it, Gardner. You just spelled it out for him. Not only is he going to be able to brag about Mexico paying for it, he's going to be able to brag about a cartel, mm-hmm. a capture cartel head paying for it. You Enrique? Looking at commercial. Oh, my goodness. The commercials. Oh, I can is see he, it now. Is he the luckiest man alive, or is he a genius? Because that's amazing. I don't want to try that. Huh? Not a genius. This literally just, I don't know. This just fell on his know. lap. This no. just fell on his lap. Let's not even know. go there. It, the guys are know. fucking racist. We're I not even going to entertain that thought. Yeah, he's not. He's not a genius. He's just, he's a yeah. He's a lousy rap bastard, that. motherfucker. That's all. Pretty good. Thank you. Move, guys. Thank you. There you go. Good move. Good call, Gardner. No, yeah. but it is. Um, yeah, that is a good Don't pretend though. like he's playing curious. chess. We know that's not the Pretty case. Yeah, he's, no, he's not even playing chess. This he's not, even playing Chris, Uno you're making right yourself now. look Listen, bad. I'm just telling you, you might want to back off a little. Pretty gangster move. Okay, man. that's on I, you. I think man, I might order some steaks. That's on you for college classes. Okay. Yeah. This is impressive. Get it well. Cook it well done. Can I take a flight too? You know, my my dad, my family cooked steaks and like pork steaks and all that well done when I was growing up. That's how my family eats it. My mom and dad. I did not know um, about medium or medium rare till I got out of high school and left the house. Same, and I was same. like, why the have you mm-hmm. never told me about this? Mm-hmm. Same. Like that's what Same. I grew up with. I didn't know. I'm, I was like, "Oh, medium. Who does that?" But Gardner, I, I think. Do you it think it's like, a oh generational thing, Gardner? Because I, I think I don't I, know. our parents are close to the you same know what age. It, you know what it might be? Uh, I mean, my family's from North County. I'm wondering if it's a North County thing. It could be a St. Louis thing too, because I'm with you on that one. In that I didn't learn about temps, um, like. Yeah, I was always told, at least the way I was raised, was like, yeah, you get pink, you go die. And I'm just like, okay. So that's why we would always, or at least that's how it was served to me when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm with you on that one. I um, I didn't realize the wonders of meat. You yeah, know, I cut that off uh, until I left high school. Yeah, it's still, it still bothers me. Everyone. It pops in my head. Like, why? 
not introduce me to this world? Why not even let me know it exists? And then you realize how sheltered you could be growing up where I did. It's amazing, isn't it? Even weird now we, we all lo- and, and the funny thing is now we all love pink. Hmm. And do dogs on film? <clears throat> is this thing on? Let him sit in it. thing on? Okay. Racist as hell. We'll do some dogs on film. No Dr. Ed today, but we do want to thank Hillside Animal Hospital for being part of our program. If you have pets in the St. Louis area that need care, shots, updates, take them to Hillside. You support them. He supports us. That's Dr. Ed Minyako at Hillside Animal Hospital, conveniently located near the Hill, Dogtown, the Grove, all those great places right off of uh, 40 or 44. Wonderful care. I take my pets there. Donated blood there last week. Wonderful, wonderful facility. Be sure to support them as they support us. Let's do some dogs on did film. Did it come Garner. out like a? Did it come out like a flurry? Like a what? Did it come out like a very thick soda that had been left out in the sun? How did you give blood? How did that work out did for you? Did you say flurry? Flurry. He meant to say he, like he, a, like was, a, he was trying to say McFlurry because he was trying to say I was fat. Uh-huh. But the reality is, I you was know, not trying to say you're when a you're fat. when you're pulling this out, Trav. Come on now, come on now. No, Gardner, let's uh, see your muscle. Let's see your muscle, Gardner. Yeah. Weird. Show your muscle, Gardner. Oh yeah. Why do we placate to this idiot? <laughs> because yeah, look at him. You can tell your dad was a bodybuilder, Gardner. Yeah. You can tell he rubbed. Well, that look at those guns. Oh yeah, there you go. That may need some sun later today. Yeah, probably. Maybe I'll hit the kayaking. Mm. It's, it's really uh, hot. It's horribly hot. We were sweating. They have very through. tight gun laws here, but uh, oh you better believe God. I'm carrying. Mm. <laughs> Don't. Thank you. Sorry, I had to stop. Dogs on film. <laughs> I had enough. I had enough. <laughs> Not only have I won the last four weeks or whatever, I don't think I've missed one in three weeks. Uh, I think nine. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like excluding the tiebreakers and all that. Tiebreaker, yeah. 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 Um, I think. I think you. I think you have at least won six of the last seven too. I think like you're Something on like a that. crazy streak. Like since I've. Moved to Brooklyn. I want to say we've done this about seven, eight times. You're a good six and two, and you've won the last four in a row. Mm. Interesting. So congratulations on your performance, and apparently you just spending all your time on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I just study them all. All right. That sounds like a really bad uh, family argument over board games at Thanksgiving. Somebody's reading the Trivial Pursuit cards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was actually. How do you know? I went to school. <laughs> that was actually. That was actually accused. We did play Trivial Pursuit at family events, and someone who might be my father is really smart and good at things, and someone who might be my great aunt spouts off here and there and doesn't like losing. So there may have been an accusation hurdled that may have. What did you do? That uh, may have read. <laughs> that may have stopped us. From playing said game at family events. That's hilarious. We can't Don't play trivial pursuit. Yeah. It's a long story. Mm-hmm. 
All right, so Doug's on film. It's a fun game. We should play that as a team. Which? Let's just That should be tomorrow's episode. Trivial Pursuit? We just play Trivial Pursuit. Oh. Okay. Probably get the most views we've ever had. <laughs> we're going to discover that's our thing. Yeah, that's yeah. We're, that's again. What we're going to do, do something like that one day, and we're going to all learn that's how we how we blew up. We now just how's your podcast become so successful? We just play Trivial Pursuit at oh, eight in the morning. No, not we even a joke. Do different board game, a yeah. well, board game day or whatever once a week. Uh, dogs on film. Not a lot of dog movies anymore. We've kind of run out of those, but we have themes. Of six total movies, three sets of movies, one potential tiebreaker is your seventh movie. With the sets of movies, you pit one movie against another. You have to guess which film has a better score according to Rotten Tomatoes. If you get it right, you get a point. If you get it wrong, no point. Maximum of three possible points. Whoever has the best score after those six movies is declared the winner unless we go to the tiebreaker. And then it's with the tiebreaker, not one movie against another, just one movie guess closest to the actual score arbitrarily throughout i'll decide if i want to let someone know if they're right or wrong if they're right yeah dog yeah dog and if they're wrong <laughs> my friend sean people know sean on the show uh narrates a little description for each movie to kind of help you out if you haven't seen it so you're ready to get started let's get this party started we have three different themes this week your first pairing is movie Movies from 10 years ago. Your second pairing, movies from 20 years ago. Your third pairing, movies from 30 years ago. And your tiebreaker is from 40 years ago. So here's how we go. These are movies from, I guess, 2009 to start off with. So here's your first Here we go. Ready? How are you feeling today? Oh, we're fine. A little tired. Didn't sleep well last night. You look out of it. Yeah. You're gonna have to take some drugs today? No, I don't have any. Anyway, we start off this week with Crazy Heart. 2009 drama romance, two hours, two minutes. With too many years of hazy days and boozy nights, former country music legend Blake Bad Blake, Jeff Bridges, is reduced to playing dives and bowling alleys. In town for his latest gig, Blake meets Gene Craddock, Maggie Gyllenhaal, a sympathetic reporter who has come to do a story on him. He unexpectedly warms to her, and a romance begins. Then the singer finds themselves at a crossroads that may threaten his last shot at happiness. I'm about in a hazy day and a boozy night kind of mood. I'm gonna go f***ing work a dive tonight. Uh Uh-huh. Looking forward to it. I can tell. Yeah. All right. Crazy Heart uh, featured Ryan Bingham uh, and his music through that amazing singer-songwriter and uh, continues to do well. Did you like that movie? Travis knows that. Yeah, he loves. He's a big big Ryan Bingham fan, (laughs) Trav. (laughs) Got all his vinyl, Chris. Okay, good. So Crazy Heart is your first one. Here's your next one. Inglorious Bastards, 2009. Drama action, 2 hours, 33 minutes. It is the first year of Germany's occupation of France. Allied officer Robert, a Lieutenant Aldo Rain, Brad Pitt, assembles a team of Jewish soldiers to commit violent acts of retribution against the Nazis, including the taking of their scalps. He and his men join forces with Bridget von Hammersmark, Diane Kruger, a German actress and undercover agent, to bring down the leaders of the Third Reich. Their fate converges with theater owner Shoshana Dreyfus, Melanie Lawrence, who seeks to avenge the Nazis. Nazi's execution of her family. Are you Jewish? Yeah, no, not really. My mother converted to Catholicism to marry my father. So, there you have it. She was a Fleischman. All right. <laughs> Yikes. This is this is brutal. This I don't I don't appreciate I will this say this. Up. I don't I think here's the thing and we talked about it last week. 
it's going to be Inglorious Bastards. And the reason being because that is not only one of Tarantino's best, perhaps his best, but I refuse to think that Rotten Tomatoes is this stupid and would put Crazy Heart over Inglorious Bastards. I think if, in fact, Crazy Heart is the answer, we need to officially eliminate this game. So I'm going with Inglorious Bastards, and that will be the answer. Inglorious Bastards, one of my favorite movies of all time. I'm ashamed to say I have not seen Crazy Heart because I think I would probably uh, obsess over it. I'm going Crazy Heart because uh, this is... I can't tell if Gardner's trying to do the okey-doke, okey-doke, where he wants you to think you're trying to trick him, but it really it is the obvious that you're going with. I'm going to go with just the classic okey-doke here, and uh, it's going to be something that upsets us all, and this would have greatly upset Dr. Ed, I believe, as well, from Hillside Animal Hospital. Travis with Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> Shut down Rotten Tomatoes? Inglorious Bastards in 88. Crazy Heart in 90, according to Rotten Tomatoes. I have no the doubt. The streak is alive for Chris. The hit streak is still alive. I have no doubt that Crazy Heart is worthy of a 90. I do. Say that again. I I got cut off there. What was the score? It was a 88 for Inglorious Bastards, 90 for Crazy Heart. I have no. Have you seen Crazy Heart? I don't need to see Crazy Heart Uh, to know that it's not better than Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious Bastards is one of the best written screenplays in the last decade. Like it is the best opening and the best opening scene I think we've seen in a film. Yeah. And. And perhaps ever. Like, you can't tell me the first five minutes of Inglorious Bastards isn't just brilliant. Like, at every every scene, every second of that. Christoph and to Waltz. say that is, it's, come on. Everything. It's, it's, mm-mm, mm-mm. Travis, I appreciate Rotten Tomatoes is racist as hell, and I am. Anti-Semitic I'm as well. going to sue someone. <laughs> I appreciate your response, Travis, since we are sans Dr. Ed today. So Dr. Thank Ed you. would have lost it. Although. I'm guessing if Dr. Ed has seen Crazy Heart, he loves that as well, yeah. right? Have you seen yeah, Crazy Heart? I have not. Really? Mm-mm. I thought you were uh, contractually obligated to see every one of his movies. <laughs> yeah, what's that R.I.P. <laughs> one that I... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God, the yeah. the ghost that they're like CIA for ghosts yeah. or whatever. Oh, no. That's who Derek Gold thinks I look like. Oh, no. So. Uh, yeah, so... I mean, I am a, a genius at the game, but I, I need to see Crazy Heart. I don't doubt the 90% for Crazy Heart, but I'm with Travis. Don't tell me that s- some Oscar bait is a 94% and one of the greatest movies of our time. I'm not. A, I'm just saying it. One of, Inglorious Bastards is one of the best pieces of film ever made. So. Yes. yes. All right. Let's go back to movies from 1999, 20 years ago. Here's your first one. All right, next we have The Matrix, 1999. Fantasy, sci-fi, two hours, 30 minutes. Neo, Keanu, Ru- Ru- Keanu Reeves, believes that Morpheus, Lauren- Lawrence Fishburne, an elusive figure considered to be the most dangerous man alive, can answer his question. What is The Matrix? Neo is con- contacted by Trinity, Carrie Ann Moss, a beautiful stranger who leads him into an underworld where he meets Morpheus. They fight a brutal battle for their lives against an- a cadre of viciously intelligent secret agents. It is the truth that could cost Neo 
Neo something more precious? Is it the truth? It is, it is a truth that could cost Neo something more precious than his life. What would you do if you found out we were living in a Matrix? I don't know what the Matrix is. By the way, I got to use this line at the uh, bar the other day. What? First time it's ever been spoken in there. What? Somebody asked me, what were you doing before I got here? And I said, I was sitting over there in the corner talking to Sean about theoretical physics. And we were. Your first one is the Matrix. Going against... The Sixth Sense, 1999. Drama oh. mystery, two hours, ten minutes. Young Cole Sear, Haley, jo Haley Joel's Osment, is haunted by a dark secret. He is visited by ghosts. Cole is frightened by visitations from those he, with unresolved problems who appear from the shadows. He is too afraid to tell anyone about his anguish, except child psychologist Dr. Malcolm Crow, Rue Willis. As Dr. Crow tries to uncover the truth about Cole's supernatural abilities, the consequences for client and therapist are a jolt that awakens them both into something unexplainable. You gotta be somewhere? You said Brew Willis. <laughs> you couldn't even finish his name. All right, Bruce Willis. Bruce, I like Everybody that know who I Brew like Willis that. is. What do you yeah. think of that kid? I don't like that kid. Can't stand that kid. He's creepy. It's on my nerves. He looked like a child actor. Huh, whatever that means. Uh, the Sixth Sense versus The Matrix. Movies from 20 years ago. What you got? Chris, go first. <sighs> Sixth Sense. International Phenomenon, The Matrix, all, there are three of them? Yeah. Uh, however many there are. I have an admission. I've never seen The Matrix. I've never seen any of the Matrix I. Matrices? Matrices, yes. Um, never what? Yeah, I know. It's bad because it's supposed You're to be very, very How bad. do you? It's I all. I don't, I'm sorry. One of the I'll greatest films in pop cultural history and you haven't seen it. What the there's hell? A, there's other stuff to do it's in like, life, Travis. It's Keanu Reeves' best work. I was playing a lot of basketball when it came out. I saw Bill and Ted's. Chris, the movie has been out 20 years. I'll get to it. No spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. Shut up. Oh, uh, this is super tough. Um, I think that it's going to be a 1% difference, like maybe 1 to 93 and 1 to 92. I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with The Matrix. The Matrix for Chris. Yeah, I'm going with The Matrix as well. Um, yeah, it's the Matrix. If not, I just want to. I want to use your dream team, Gardner. If worse comes to worst. Yeah, dog. Yeah, dog. It is the Matrix with an eighty-eight. The in the sixth sense with an eighty-six. Hmm. Do you think that's low for the sixth sense? Uh, I think that's still pretty high for the sixth sense, yeah, considering like that movie hasn't really aged well. I don't. I haven't seen it. It, um, I will say, no, I, I will, I, there are certain performances, like uh, Haley Joel Osment, like his performance was great. Uh, Tony Collette, uh, she's very good in it. But yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't Johnny really. Uh... <laughs> Jesus, what's the next category? Okay, so here we go into the final pairing. Chris is up two to one. It seems. At least by recollection, at least 11 in a row he's gotten correct. 11 in a row by Devin. Now, Travis, would you prefer to guess first or last? On this I would game? like to go first. Okay, you want to go first. Okay. He always goes yes. first. So, we go to movies from 30 years ago. Wow. 1989 for these two movies. Here's your first one. That's when I started kindergarten. 
Next up, we have Tango and Cash, 1989. Crime tour, one hour, 44 minutes. Police officers Ray Tango, Sylvester Stallone, and Gabe Cash, Kurt Russell, are narcotics experts working to bring down drug lord Yves Perret, Jack Palance. In an attempt to stymie their efforts, Perret sets up Tango and Cash, making it look as if they've killed an FBI agent. Arrested and put in prison, the two cops formulate an escape plan, and once out, team up with Tango's exotic dancer's sister, Catherine, Terry Hatcher, in order to clear their record and take down Perret once and for all. Do you know how to tango? No. You got any cash? What? No. <laughs> you know, it's seven bucks. Oh, no. <laughs> tango and cash is your first one. Next up, we have Weekend at Bernie's, 1989. Farce, adventure, one hour, 50 minutes. Fun-loving salesmen Richard, Jonathan Silverman, and Larry, Andrew McCarthy, are invited by their boss, Bernie, Terry Kaiser, to stay the weekend at his posh beach house. Little do they know that Bernie is a perpetrator of fraud, of a fraud they've uncovered, and is arranging to have them killed. When the when the plan backfires and Bernie is killed instead, the buddies decide not to let a little death, let, let a little death spoil their vacation. They pretend Bernie is still alive, leading to hijinks and corpse and corpse desecration galore. So we're planning a workout into the South Broadway Athletic Club to go watch wrestling. Are you, uh, you in? Yeah, maybe. You Depending on my schedule. You busy? I don't know. Been there before? Yes, I have. Had a ball. It's fun. Been involved in the action? Been involved in the action. Got involved in the action. Unofficially. Unofficially. I was a big crowd, uh, crowd pleaser. How'd you get the kids all riled up? I was acting like a fool. What'd you have on? A sombrero. A sombrero and a mask. A Mexican wrestling mask. But I did not get in the ring. I don't think it's my place to get in the ring. And get hurt. Maybe we can get you and Tommy in the in the ring. Well, who the hell is Tommy? First of all, our intern. Oh, my buddy. Yeah. Look at these pants. American flag spandex. My wrestling pants. So, you have weekend at Sean never remembers who Tommy is. Uh, weekend oh, that's at his buddy. And Tango and Cash. These Tra- are awful movies. Um, I, gosh, it's a race to the bottom with these two. So I would imagine that Weekend at Bernie's is somehow a little bit better than Tango and Cash on Rotten Tomatoes. I also think Weekend at Bernie's, but that's no fun, so I'm going to say Tango and Cash. Weekend at Bernie's? Yeah, dog. Yeah, dog. See what I sacrificed for the love of the, of the game. 54. For Weekend at Bernie's, 31 for Tango and Cash. Mm. Yeah, sounds and about the, right. The streak is over, and we go to a tiebreaker. Here we go. Time to finally take them out once and for all. As we are tied at two. This is a movie from 1979, 40 years ago. The year I was born. There you go. All right, next fight of Highbreaker for the tiebreaker. The China Syndrome, 1979. Drama disaster, two hours, 20, two hours, two minutes. A news reporter, Jane Fonda, and her cameraman, Michael Douglas, are unintentional witnesses to a scramic incident, an emergency corps shutdown procedure at a nuclear plant in California. The crew prevents a, t- a, curta- the crew prevents a catastrophe, but the plant supervisor, Jack Lemon, begins to, sus- to suspect the plant is in violation of safety standards and tries desperately to bring it to the attention of the public, fearing that another scram- incident will produce in a nuclear an atomic disaster yeah the core is melting the core is melting damn it the core is melting that's all i have to say about that now i gotta go to the bathroom and then i'm gonna go take a nap twinkle twinkle little star how i wonder what you are up above the sleep shot it's still going go to sleep shot go to sleep oh wow he's thinking i'm gonna sleep this is not weird 
All right, there we go. Uh, the China Syndrome, closest to the actual score. Have you ever seen this? I have seen parts of it. I have no clue with this movie whatsoever. We should have listened either. to Sean. <laughs> 61 percent 61 for chris travis 64 64 percent from travis it is an 84 the china syndrome at 84 travis wins takes down chris does that does that hollow victory chris, do you appreciate that chris is gonna throw a tantrum now no you know i i do this uh this is what happens you know you, you toy around a little bit you're anderson silva you try and play the game to put it off and sometimes you get knocked out i get it but you know what I did it for the love of the game and for Hillside Animal Hospital, where you should take your pets mm. uh, in the St. Louis area. Congratulations he's on mad, your he's stressed out. on your victory, Travis. So it's going to age him now. Well, you know what, Chris? I'm not worried about <laughs> it. I'm very happy. Yeah. You call that a looks like he's, pussy? <laughs> <laughs> looks like he has a looks like he has a radio show on 5:90 from 9 to 11 p.m. <laughs> yes. He smokes decades. Perfect. Those who know, know. Uh -huh. uh, I would like to thank uh, my good friends at Tech Electronics for providing this mm. amazing studio. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the microphones, the lighting, what you see is what can be done for you with Tech Electronics. You need to check out the guys. Uh, there's Roy, Steve, uh, uh, Huckleberry. You need to uh, Huckleberry. Ch check them out when you get a chance at Tech Electronics uh, backslash uh, go get that tech uh -huh. or tech electronics great local business here in town if you need fire alarms for your business if you need tech work they helped outfit our studio go they also provide tech. services I like that tagline. so make sure you go get that, go get tech, that tech and uh, <laughs> and support them because they support us tech electronics huge thanks for the support in the studio here on uh, we are live and at midco studio check out midcoast.media for more information travis uh, I've got the finals of uh, of Helium Comedy Club's Funniest in St. Louis tonight. That, uh, Who made myself, it to the finals? Myself, Stacy Static, Kevin Johnson from the Post Dispatch, and then someone from 101. And then if uh, if they if they're there, somebody from the Rizzuto show. So all of the big media uh, players are represented, Travis. So People are with extensive comedy backgrounds, judging comedians. I absolutely <laughs> understand mm -hmm. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please, we'll break down Travis's use of calling himself a comedian next show. But, uh, no, in the finals, we have uh, a guy named Spencer. I can't remember his last name. It's not Spencer. Spencer Whipple. Uh, he's uh, newer, maybe. Uh, you have him. You have a uh, friend of the show, Will O'Donnell. You have J.C. Sabala. You have Duke Taylor. Larry Green. Max Price, also a friend of the show. A uh, young guy who just turned 21 who's friends with Tommy, uh, Ronaldo Mercado, mm -hmm. who Tommy's mad at for stealing his work. Um, and then there's probably one or two more. I'm forgetting somebody. Uh, but, yeah, should be a, a mm. really good competition. There's, uh, there's, a f there's three. So no women? No women, no. Uh, Meredith mm. Hopping had an excellent round uh, in the semifinals. I was a little surprised she didn't move on. All but, those uh, male judges and all those here. I understand. Well, actually, actually, there's a, a female judge and a uh, another judge who enjoys female comedy as well. But no, you had a lot of uh, of the top women comics in St. Louis not participate this year. Libby wasn't in. Angela wasn't in. There's uh, Sarah Pearl didn't do it. There's several that didn't participate. So uh, while there are several very talented 
uh, comedians who are women in St. Louis, not uh, none in the finals. Yeah. Very good. That should be a fun night. It should be. I'm excited, and whoever wins it uh, will uh, work very hard for it. So uh, check no, us I out there. It. Travis, uh, sure we'll they see look it. out to the audience and they see Chris Dim and they're just like, oh, that's who's judging me. How dare he? Who the hell does he think he is? Fourth year in a row, pal. Uh, for Travis in New York, for uh, Tommy over in Granite City, he's still interning. Uh, for Gardner here in St. Louis, we're back tomorrow live at 8 a.m. We'll see you then. Fair or foul.